Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's an exciting day to be alive. It's a day of change. It's a day of challenge. But you know what? If we allow it, it will be a day for the blessings of God to come on us and overtake us. And, you know, like it says in Deuteronomy 30, we've got to choose today what we're going to serve. Life or death, blessing or cursing, God wants us to choose life. And so uh, I've just started a recent series on the subject of divine healing. So I want to get right on into that today. And uh, uh, this week uh, and, and the ensuing weeks, we'll be talking about the healing that is made available to us through the sacrifice of Jesus for us. You know, we're living in an environment right now, and it's been really going on since uh, since COVID hit uh, uh, three years ago in March of 2020. There's just so much talk of illness and sickness and and disease, and we need to keep our faith in God in God's healing power built up, um, or we'll not be able to keep the fear and doubt out because you know we're surrounded by that. On, on a constant basis, and I, I feel the Holy Spirit nudging me. I didn't plan to go here today, but while I'm talking, I can sense Him inside of me saying, go there, go there. So let me just say this, and, and uh, I've shared some, this before, um, but if you, um, if you are, and, and let me, I'm saying this because um, there are people, hopefully nobody listening to our podcast, but if you are, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Um, You know, COVID had a number of challenges. Uh, I think it was uh, a test to see uh, how far uh, people could be pushed to do something that they don't want to do. That's my personal belief, and I've talked about that a good bit. But then along with that came uh, those who, uh, for a number of reasons, had to take take a shot and... um, for a number of reasons, some people, uh, their jobs required that they do it, others it didn't. So let me just make some blanket statements. If for whatever reason you have taken the vaccination, now we understand people are having problems with the vaccination. And uh, many people are getting ill because of, uh, of the vaccination. And that's I don't even want to get into the subject because there's so much to say about it, except to say not everybody does, but some people do. And if you're one of the ones that are having symptoms and challenges as a result of the, um, the vaccination, and maybe you just had one shot, maybe you had two, it doesn't matter. So if that's it, uh, two things you can do to boost your faith in God, to keep you well, and to overcome any of the symptoms you may have as a result of that. Mark 16, 17, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. Um, they'll, ta- ta- they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. It says exercise authority of the enemy. Then it says if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt 
them. Now, there you go right there. If, 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 if you feel like you're suffering from the effects of the COVID vaccination, I, I want to encourage you. Go back to Mark 16. Read it, read it, read it, read it. Think about it. Meditate on it. And that part where it says, you, they shall drink any deadly thing and it shall not hurt them. You know what? Put your faith in God to heal you and keep you well and to help you overcome any of the symptoms that may come as a result of uh, ingesting that vaccination. I believe God will do that for you if you exercise faith. And then Deuteronomy 33.27, uh, 33.25, the latter part of that verse, um, it's a prophecy over, um, uh, over someone. Uh, as your years, so will your strength be. Start saying out loud, Lord, as long as I live in this body, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be strong in every organ, every, every system, and every cell of my body will function the way it was designed in Jesus' name. If you'll set yourself against those uh, symptoms, and what people are saying about it. Don't have faith in don't have faith in the negative. Have faith in God's power that's working in you to help you overcome that. That's just an encouragement. I felt the Holy Spirit urged me to say that. So if you're listening and uh, you're one of the ones that took the vaccination, hey, listen, exercise your faith in Jesus to help you stay strong and help you to stay well. So uh, we are talking again, so let me get back to my subject here. I felt the Holy Spirit urging me to say that the same faith that cleanses us from sin is also the same kind of faith that heals us of our disease. And faith comes by hearing God's Word. So we talked um, the last several times two different ways that healing comes through the gifts of the Spirit, and that is the gifts of healings and or by faith, and anything that comes uh, by the grace of God, we have to exercise our faith to receive. So we talked about that in fair detail, and right now we're in the middle of talking about three reasons that Christians fail to receive healing, and, um, and then how we can receive, and we talked last time, the first reason that Christians uh, fail to receive healing is number one, lack of knowledge. So, so the major, the majority of believers that uh, they don't even know that healing is available to them, so so they lack the knowledge, and hence faith is is limited. So so faith comes on the heels of knowledge. When you hear something, you have faith. You can have faith in the negative or faith in the positive. If, if all you do is look up Google stuff and find out about what the symptoms are and what it looks like and feels like, you can have faith in the symptom. You can have faith in the illness. But if you'll look to God's Word and see what God's Word says about health and wholeness and healing and then listen to it, think about it, meditate on it, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's Word. So we talked about that last time. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the last podcast because I talked about point number one and three reasons Christians fail to receive healing. Number one, lack of knowledge. Secondly, weak faith uh, is another reason that believers, if they're sick and don't get healed, is because they have weak faith. So faith is defined as acting on what you believe. Faith, again, is acting on what you believe. Uh, James, the practical half-brother of Jesus, said, in James chapter 2, that faith without corresponding actions is really lifeless faith. Listen to New Century Version, James 2.14. My brothers and sisters, if people say that they have faith but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing. Can faith like that save them? Then James chapter 2 uh, verse 14, again to contemporary English version. 
My friends, what good is it to say that you have faith when you don't do anything to show that you really do have faith? Can that kind of faith save you? So again, faith, faith goes along with what you do. If you're not doing anything, you're not believing anything. Another way to say it, right? The complete Jewish Bible, James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but has no actions to prove it? Is such, quote-unquote, faith able to save him? Then Philip's uh, New Testament of James 2.14. Now, what, is it, what use is it, my brothers, for a man to say he has faith if his actions do not correspond with it. See, that's so clear. So, again, the Bible is very clear uh, in James 2. He's not saying that we're saved by works. He's saying that if we really have faith, it's going to be exemplified or shown by what we do. Faith moves you to action. And if my faith is not moving me to action, it's not real, bona fide, genuine Bible faith. So again, Mark 4, 24, Jesus said this, um, the parable of the sower, be careful what you are hearing, the measure of thought and study you give to this truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So Jesus was saying, if you hear something, it's not just enough to hear it, you got to put it into practice or you got to apply yourself to it. Uh, so that it will be effective in your life. Now, Jesus says something about faith that's really interesting. In Mark chapter 4, he said this, For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. So, you know, you plant a seed in the ground, and, uh, you know, moisture and warmth and sunshine and such, uh, give, uh, it, it will ger that seed will germinate. Then you got a then you got a small little blade that comes up out of the ground, shoots up out of the ground. That then, as it grows, a full plant develops, and then after the plant develops, you get the, you know, you get the benefit of whatever you planted, the fruit or the vegetable, whatever the case may be. So again, what it what's, what is he saying there? Faith faith grows a little bit at a time. So I can't expect to have robust faith if I'm not doing anything to get there. God's really practical with us on this. So when it comes to health and healing and being healed from sickness and disease by faith in God's Word. Now watch. What if you had 15-pound faith, so to speak, but an 80-pound problem? So, you know, most of us could probably pick up 10 or 15 pounds with our hand and pick it up off of the ground, and you know, um, ladies, you might be a little challenged. You probably could pick up ten to fifteen pounds over your head, but what if you had? And so, and so, uh, that wouldn't be as much challenge. Now, a lot of us could not pick up eighty pounds up off of the floor and then put it over your head. Many could, but you know, if you do, it's because you've been working on that, right? So see, faith in God for healing is the same way. If you've got a small amount of faith but a big challenge, well, see, you're going to be challenged to receive from the Lord. So again, I'm saying it in these terms. Faith can be built up just like you build a, a muscle up. So you can have some faith. You heard a little bit about healing, um, uh, but not enough to drive the illness that you're dealing with out of your body. And that's the reason that we need to get in the Word, 
meditate in the word. And then when things come up in our physical body, when symptoms arise, right then deal with it. Instead of first of all going to the medicine cabinet, first of all going to Google to search up, you know, find out what, what the symptom is, go to the word first, exercise faith first, because what do you do? When you exercise faith in God's word against the problem, you're developing your faith. And it's going from one pound faith, so to speak, to five pound faith, to 10 pound faith against the, the sickness or illness, to 20 pound faith, 50 pound faith. So, so, so eventually one day, you know, just like muscles, you know, um, I, um, you know, I, I, I started a new exercise pro program for my upper body and I can, I can actually feel it today. But you know, when you exert weight against the muscles in your body, you know, it's a big challenge. And the resistance that you, you feel when you pick up some weights. I've got some dumbbells that I use on each, each hand. And boy, they they got some poundage on them. And when I pick them up and begin to exercise with them, you know, it, it puts a resistance against the muscles. And uh, the goal is to get the muscle in shape. So again, uh, you know, that, that's tough to start with. But you know what? As you keep doing that, the muscles begin to grow. So see, faith is the same way. Um, so why is this important? Again, if you've got 20-pound faith and a 50-pound issue arises, then you're going to be at a disadvantage. So again, the problem's larger. Let me say it a different way. If the pro problem is larger than my ability to believe God's Word in the face of the, in the, face of the symptoms that I'm sensing, then you know what? You'll struggle. See, faith is built up to, by two things. Faith is built up by meditation in the Word and then exercising faith against the circumstance that you, faith, you face. It's two things. It's not just getting in the Word. You can get in the Word all day long, but if you do nothing with it, it's not going to do you any good. I could look at the dumbbells I have, and there they are, and they're nice. But if I don't pick them up and begin to exercise with them on a regular basis, I'm not going to develop the muscles I'm seeking to develop, right? So same way, same way with faith. Meditation in the Word alone. Listen, it produces the ability to have faith, but faith is really begins to grow and it germinates when I exercise faith in God's Word against the circumstances that I face. So again, uh, in a practical way, start believing for small things. Again, when I first came to Jesus, I was taught for the first time about healing, and I was 18 years old. When I came under attack, you know what I did? I'd never done this in my whole life. When I came under attack and my body felt physical symptoms of some, time, the f some kind, the first thing I did was go to, the, go, go to the Word, remember what God's Word promised me about he healing, and then I... I um, I asked God to heal me, and then I stood on what I found that God's Word said about healing and about answered prayer. First thing I did, I started building my faith up, see, uh, in the Word. And then when the circumstance came, when the symptoms of illness came, and these are small things. I'm talking about a sniffle. I'm, I'm talking about a cold. I'm call, talking about a, a sore throat. I'm talking about... A headache, so so right. So so start exercising faith in the small things, you know. Uh, and if you do that, then your faith can grow. But if you never exercise it in small things, then when something larger comes by, 
How are you going to have the faith to overcome? You may have five-pound faith and a 75-pound problem. We'll start. That's why start developing faith today in small things. A headache, a muscle ache, a hangnail for crying out loud, a blemish on your skin, a rash, an allergy. Start with small things. See, not be able to believe for big things unless you start off believing for small things, right? So when I first came to Jesus, my faith for healing started with just believing for a cold to be healed. And I asked God to heal me. And, you know, when I stood my ground on God's word and the healing came, well, see, it increased my faith. It's just like exercising with weights. You know, you have one, you know, you have one, uh, one win. Well, you know what? Go after it again. And you start building your faith. And I mentioned, uh, I, think, uh, I think I mentioned it here. Uh, I, when I was young, I had 21 warts on my hand, 21 of them. I believed God, and they disappeared. I, then I remember I was just a, a, a just very young, young, young in the Lord. I had this rash come on my neck, and it looked really weird right on the side of my neck. I know it sounds weird, but it looked like a hickey on my neck. I didn't want anybody to see that thing on my neck. And uh, you know what? I, uh, I began to believe God, and I cursed that thing in Jesus' name because I'd been in the Word. And I acted on God's Word and asked God to heal me, and it left. And when it left, I praised God. See, what, what was I doing? A little bit at a time, I was exercising faith. Uh, when I was 16 years of age, I, um, I had a job in a grocery store, and we had to throw 60-pound bales of rice and big, bulky, heavy boxes off of conveyor belts. A 40, had to unload a 45-foot truck with all kinds of groceries in it by hand. They didn't, they didn't have it all stacked up you know, uh, like they do today, and you take it off on a forklift. We put rollers up into the truck rolled it down and then threw the boxes at each other as we went aisle by aisle in the back room and placed those boxes on, uh, you know, on, in, in where they belonged. And, oh, my goodness, I threw my back out. I hurt my back so badly I could hardly depress the clutch in my car. It hurt so badly. And I began, I believed God, and you know what? God healed my back. And then the flu came. See, that's us. That seems like a small, it was a win for me. It was a small thing, but it was a win. Then the flu came my way, and I believed God and asked him to heal me of the flu. See, I mean, anything, any challenge you have physically, regardless of what it is, regardless of how small it is, the moment the sensation comes that, that, that something, an infirmity is trying to attach itself to you, I don't care what it is. As small as it may be, start right then to say what God's word says about yourself and then exercise faith, ask God to heal you and then, and then let the faith take its effect and let your faith drive that thing out of your body. See, if you'll do it in the small thing, it'll begin to work in the big thing. You know, uh, gosh, how long has it been? I guess it's been 11 years now. I've been uh, bicycling for exercise. I jogged for 33 years, and now for 11 years, I've been um, I've been uh, riding a, a bicycle on a trail. And uh, you know, I remember when I first started out, I thought I'd just get. I bought a nice bike, you know. And so I got on the, a trail here near my house, and I said, "Well, I'll just be able to go a good ways because I rode bikes as a young boy." And I said, "Well, I'll get on this, and this will be fun." And I've jogged all my life. Well, you know what? I use different muscles. Watch. Riding that bike, and um, 
And I got on that bike and took off, if I remember the first day uh, down the trail, this was in 2012. Oh my goodness, you know what? I struggled to go four miles. You know why? Because I was using a different set of muscles when I was jogging than I did. It was just a different kind of exercise to, uh, to uh, push my thigh muscles the way that I did to ride this bicycle. I could hardly go four miles and my muscles were done. Now you know what? All these years later, because I've been exercising these leg muscles against resistance all that time, I could, if I had time, I could go 40 miles. Uh, just like I could hardly go four miles now, I could go 40 miles now. Now, why? Well, those muscles had to be used repetitiously, and as I did that, I built up an ability to stand against the tension created by bicycling, cycling, okay? So, see, faith is the same way. You feel it, build it up a little bit at a time. So, so I want to encourage you again, just practical encouragement, regardless of what comes, any kind of a physical um, pain or whatever, any symptom that attaches itself to your body. Again, it could be a headache, it could be whatever, a muscle ache of some kind, a joint ache, it could be a cold, a flu, whatever. Exercise faith first before you do anything else. See, if you do that in the small things, faith begins to develop. Let me answer this question. How do you know where your faith is for healing? How do you know if you have five-pound faith or 50-pound faith, so to speak, or a 100-pound faith? Uh, here's the question to answer if you want to locate where you are. What can you believe without doubt or struggle? Let me say it again. What can you believe without doubt or struggle? Can you believe that that headache will go away without doubt or without struggle, okay? Can you believe that that sniffle that you've acquired, can you believe that, or that allergy symptom will go away without doubt or without struggle, see? See, see you begin to exercise faith and you don't doubt even though the symptoms don't stop right away. See, faith is a, faith is a gap standard. It takes the place of what God promised, but it hasn't shown up yet until what God promised shows up. And so what can you believe without doubt or without struggle? See, see that's, that's how you can tell where you are. You're not struggling. You believe. You're firm in your belief. So where are you in that? Uh, I'll end today with a personal illustration. illustration. I've shared this before, but uh, back in 2000, February of 2004, I had a trip to uh, India and Nepal planned. And my appendix burst mid-flight. Um, and I've talked about that before. So I just want to just share one little part of this. When my appendix burst, they uh, rushed me to a hospital. I fainted and uh, had to be rushed um, to a hospital in an ambulance from the, actually from the terminal where I was going to fly. My next flight would have been to London, England. Instead, the Lord told me not to get on the next flight till I was, knew what I was wrong with, what was wrong with me. So I knew I wouldn't be going on the trip after that anyway. So I got to the hospital, you know, and I was in great pain. And actually, I was in and out of consciousness. I hurt so badly. And, um, uh, you know, what do you do with that? So, you know, they put me through a CAT scan machine and they came back to me and uh, the doctor came to me and said, Mr. Horton, you're very, very sick. He said, your appendix have burst and it has caused an infection in your entire abdomen. And that's the reason that you're fainted and that's the reason you have, a, have quite a fever and uh, you're very sick, sir, and we need to do emergency 
surgery on your abdomen to um, to remove the uh, the pend- appendix, which uh, looks like, by all indications, they have burst, and the CAT scan showed that. And so, boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, you know, I was laying there and I was in such pain and in such fatigue. See, I had a see, I had a crisis moment. And see, I'd been believing God at that time. That was in 2004. I came to Jesus in 1976. I had a big, uh, I had a big, um, I mean, really, I had a big decision to make. Uh, am I going to believe God like I normally do and just believe God for this to dissipate and disappear? Well, see, this was a life and death situation. I was, I was really ill. In fact, the doctor told me later after they had, I'd had surgery and was getting on the men. Uh, the doctor told me, said, uh, Mr. Horton, if you had had this 100 years ago, you'd be, you'd be somewhere else, but not on earth. Well, that didn't make me feel great, but it showed me the, the uh, dangerousness of the situation. So I was laying there after I went through the CAT scan machine, and the doctor told me that I needed to have emergency surgery. And, and the first thing I thought, okay, Lord, sh- should I believe you? See, should I believe you to overcome this um, you know, what they say is a burst appendix. And I was in, y'all, I, I hadn't had a pain like that. I don't know if I'd ever had pain that hurt so bad. And I was uh, fatigued and um, I was going in and out of consciousness. And I had a decision to make. Lord, what am I going to do? And uh, they had given me some pain medication. And that's part of the reason I was, you know, going in and out of consciousness. But it also hurt really bad. So I remember laying there, said, Lord, what should I do? And then, see, I thought about this. See, see, to me, this was like a 500-pound problem. And, you know, maybe I had a 100- or 200-pound faith, but I knew full well that I was in such pain that I couldn't, uh, couldn't concentrate for much longer on dealing with the pain that I would have to do something. So, see, I made a personal choice because I knew where I was, that I needed to have medical intervention to deal with this, or, or I just felt like it would end up badly for me. So I said, y'all, cut it out. So I had surgery, and uh, uh, everything was fine after that, and I'm here today. But see, there's an illustration. Find out where you are, locate your faith in where you are, and then start believing God there. Start with small things. As you start with small things, you'll be able to believe God for, for, for greater things. So, so think about um, your faith as a muscle and your, the, your faith muscles being exercised against a challenge. How much challenge can you endure just with the Word of God in prayer? How much? How much can see? And as you, as you exercise your faith, you can believe for more and more things. You see what I'm saying? So that's a, a practical way of dealing with the second reason that believers don't get healed is weak faith. So my, what's the antidote for that? Exercise your faith against the small challenges of life and it will grow. Next time we'll cover the third reason that uh, believers, if they're sick, they don't receive healing. First one's lack of knowledge. Second one is weak faith. And we'll talk about the third one the next time. Father, let the word of God minister life to us. And Lord, I pray for every person listening. The Lord, we would take time to develop our faith in you uh, for divine healing by the power of God. And Lord, help us to exercise our faith against the circumstances of life. Thank you for your healing power. I ask you to minister to people right now in the name of Jesus. Let your healing power minister life. And Lord, I just give you thanks. 
Lord, I just give you thanks in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.